The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Elite has a rough night. Jungle Boy goes the distance. And Pat gets some alone time with Michael Naka. Naka. Nakazawa! Ho, 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 after buzzers. It's going to be a good one. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV Live from the world-famous AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Woo-hoo. And if we got a show for you, we've got the Elite of the Week, the reporting from the runway, and all of the shenanigans that went on tonight. But before we get started, let me introduce to you this amazing panel to the far far left. He is our international super scout of all things wrestling from Botswana to Guatemala to right here in the U.S. of A. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the law doctor, Roger Corral. That is true. It's true. And next to him is our journalistic fashionista. She makes all the wrestlers go the extra mile to put on that glitter, tighten up those tassels, and make sure the wrist tape matches the knee pads. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Jessica O'Connor. I mean, I'm no doctor. Oh, my God. You have one conversation. I do the best I can, guys. Oh, she got a degree. That's true. Fun fact. And to my immediate left, she is in all of the bingo halls, all the high school gyms, and of course, all the bars watching wrestling to find out the wrestlers that you're going to love five years from now. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Anissa Ball. We've upgraded. Let him know. And of course, (laughs) hailing from inside the booth, he brings all the bing, bangs, and bongs (laughs) of the show every week. It's Macho Libre, the super producer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Josh Alonzo. I gotta say, Jack, thank you for the shout out. Shout out to Guatemala. That's the country of uh, that's the old country of my parents and stuff. Oh well, there you there go. There you go. You know, I try to I try to mix it. It's a smart show. Yeah. We do a lot of smart layered commentary. Here. His parents are wrestlers in Guatemala. 
They are. <laughs> I, I, it was Macho and Libre. They met. Very and, much. And then just, you know, how it goes. It's one plus one equals two. That's how it yes. goes. <laughs> and I am your benevolent host. I am Fancy Jack Farmer. And I am excited to be here. This is the wrap-up show of the year. All sorts of dust-ups and fisticuffs went down tonight. How did you guys feel about this one, the last show of the year? 2019. That's it. It's over. It's a wrap. I, it's a wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Dynamite <laughs> is going out with a bang, am I right? You're right. We don't even get a show next week, so this is it. We're done. Until January 1st. You know, they were really building up yeah, January Yeah, they, they built 1st. up January 1st. Right. So, I mean, I feel like there is a little bit of pressure for the first day of the year. Like, you really have to... Go out with a bang, come in with a bang. But honestly, celebrating on the 31st, they're gonna, that's a rough day, man. I was thinking <laughs> that. Yeah, I rough. really did have that thought. I'm like, so none of them are doing anything that for New Year's rough. Eve. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Anissa, what'd you think? Yeah, good show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this show uh, had a lot of fun stuff. The big news, though, happened in the main event. It was the Young Bucks versus SCU. I was really into this match because, for those of you who didn't know, I had the chance to speak one-on-one with Scorpio Sky, and he is a fantastic gentleman. If you haven't had a chance to go see it, check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. Google it. You'll find it. It's a great chat. And I said to him, I said, listen, Scorpio, I don't like that the Young Bucks refer to themselves as the best tag team in the world when you're the one holding one half of the tag team titles... What did you guys think of this match? Uh, reminds me of old PWG days. Like, good good old indie wrestling, but on TV. You know, these guys known each other for, obviously, years. Just having that connection in the ring. You know, we didn't... We saw a lot of high flies, flips, and stuff like that. But still, I, I for me, it, it just felt like I'm watching them up close. Like, in, like, a feet away. I felt like they were both definitely on the same level, which is something that we haven't really seen in tag teams. I feel like there's always one tag team that's, like, pretty clear that they're the heavyweight. You know, like, Mm -hmm. they're the one that knows what's up. But tonight I was like, okay, I don't know which way this is going to (laughs) go. I like not knowing what's going to happen. I think it's cool that they established tag teams as, like, the main events of this company. Like, we're ending the Mm -hmm. year on a tag team main event. Mm -hmm. I think that's really cool. And you're right. They feel like heavyweights. We'll talk about other tag team matches. But they they feel like you don't feel like you're watching subpar wrestling whenever you're watching this type of tag team action in the ring. So I thought it was great. It was cool. I had a legitimate pop when SCU won. I was really excited about it. Yeah, because I... Because you're best friends with Scorpio Sky now, Jack. We go way back now. We're we're like besties. You know, we're we're very close. (laughs) So it's good to see a a close personal friend of mine. My great friend, Scorpio Uh, Sky. You know, know, he said he was going to do his best to maintain. He didn't want to say that they were the best tag team in the world because he's a nice guy. So I'm going to say it. SCU, you guys are the best tag team in the world and I dare anybody to challenge them I'll do the I'll do the talking I'll say you guys are the best in the world and no one's gonna take that away from you I just want to put on the record that you belong to the inner circle so, just want to throw that out there? Yeah, like, pick a side. Yeah, and man. And the Dark Order. You're in the Dark the Order. Place. Like, yeah. yeah, pick a side, man. I'm glad you mentioned the Dark Order, because the Dark Order showed up after this. And the Dark Order has been 
they were struggling at first. Yeah, right? so are you a creeper in this situation, or are you helping Scorpio Sky? I am... You know, I, well, I like to, we just caught tables. him at the end of the oh, year. Oh, yeah. Listen, Jack's like in the to... league of his own. He's in the dark, <laughs> he's in the dark inner Listen, circle of SoCal. The Listen. dark inner circle of SoCal. I'll, I'll tell you, uh, look, look. If I have to pick between which group I'm in, if everyone wants to know, am I SCU, am I inner circle, am I dark order, I always know that the real answer is going to be the same each time. But it's my job to facilitate to you guys the question. Good Lord. What do you guys think... <laughs> Uh, they came out, they said that this wasn't a recruitment, it was an, an initiation, and they paid off last week where they showed themselves recruiting the Beaver Boys. They came in. Are the, is the Dark Order now the big bad, the big super heels of the company? What a big turnaround, right? Like, yeah, we, we started, I feel like the first episode we had, we were like, meh, Dark Order. And now they're like, oh yeah, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they definitely were, like, showing out tonight, you know? They weren't just kind of, like, on the sides and doing their weird little pyramid. They're like, no, <laughs> today is the day. I imagine, like, cheerleaders right now, dude. <laughs> I think, no, that's what, like, Let's pyramid, guys. yeah. So, so they, I don't know. They definitely are upping the ante. They've rebranded so well with their Join the Dark Order initiatives and their commercials and just being that creepy cult-like thing that they're doing. It looks like they're going to feud with the Young Bucks going forward. Anissa, are, the, are they the premier heels of the company right now? Sure, why not? I feel that we got to see a taste of what's to come in the next couple of weeks when they do come back on air. Uh, for me, I think this is really good for the Dark Order to maybe feud with uh, the Young Bucks. I really, I think the Young Bucks behind the scenes probably want them to be the biggest hills of the company. Yeah. I like a taste of the dark order. I kind of, I like that name. I want them to cook something up for everyone. <laughs> it's it's very uh, t-shirt friendly. It seems like you can sell <laughs> t-shirts yeah. with the dark order on yeah. there and that sort of look. Uh, I just want to mention Dylan Matthews says Jack Farmer turned his back on the Lucha Brothers. Again, yeah, the chat people are calling, you out. People are calling you out hard, man. Listen, I've never flip-flopped in <laughs> my life. I've always stayed true. Never change. I dare you to find proof. Uh, they will. <laughs> I know. They will. Uh, something that really showed me just how big of a deal this is is that Omega, Cody, Dustin, they all came out to save the day. But Or tried. Tried, or tried. yeah. Suspicious in his absence, though, was Hangman Adam Page... That is something we're going to talk about in a little bit. We call it a tease, ladies and gentlemen. I talk about it right now, but you always leave a tease before <laughs> the commercial break. And if it's a commercial break, it means it's time for a little promo. Jessica, let them hear it. All right, guys, you already know the deal. We have to thank you so much for tuning in every single week for After Buzz TV, AEW Dynamite After Show. And you know what to do. You got to like, you got to follow, subscribe, engage, do whatever you can to keep us going and in here every single week to talk to you guys. And Jack, take it away. Yeah, again, thank you so much for being a part of the chat. We've got a ton of awesome people that we always get to see in here. Uh, Dang MQ, Dylan Matthews, External Shockwaves, Jenna James, Joseph Boza, Swiss <laughs> Fan 94 all sorts of 
our favorite people. We just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the chat and everyone else who listens later on when they're driving around in their car, going on their way to work. And uh, speaking of going to work... Sorry, external shockwave, <laughs> just like Jack, has never had a tournament bracket broken. Yep, so, again, I was thinking the yeah, same right. thing. Yeah, he's right. That's true. <laughs> There's no sarcasm in that. <laughs> shockwave, you've got my back, right? We're, we're, we're on the same team, right? Mm. Uh so, um, speaking of same teams, uh, Inner Circle had a match. Well, their leader, Chris Jericho, had a match with Jungle Boy. Now, there was a lot of controversy going into this. A lot of people said Jungle Boy didn't earn a match uh, with a world champion. And, and there was a lot of things confused on Twitter. But they clarified this was a match with a 10-minute time limit, not for the title. There was a lot of stuff I loved about this match. Uh, I like, again, Jericho makes people look like they're on another level. And I think he did that with Jungle Boy. How do you guys feel about Jungle Boy? I like Jungle Boy. I've I like him, too. I've always been a fan of him. I mean, if you really, if you meet him in real life, he's just, just the kindest dude. So <laughs> chill. He's like, you want to take a picture? Yeah, let's let's do it. You know, <laughs> like a true jungle boy. He's just <laughs> he's just so true to himself that you really have to. You realize his parents really raised him really well, and he is grew that, up in some. Is that true though? Is he yeah. true to himself? Yeah, because he comes to the ring looking like a jungle boy, but he has interviews with Jr. dressed like a normal dude. Talking oh my god, normal. <laughs> it's a so, character. So who who is he? It's what happens when you're a part of civilization. You gotta have clothes. You, so has he been civilized? Has he become civilized? Is he no longer a jungle boy? You're stereotyping jungle boy. Do you, like, not, all jungle boys. not all jungle boys. <laughs> not all jungle boys. He's not Tarzan. Uh, you don't know that much about jungle boy culture to make a statement like that. The listen, jungle boy community is going to come They're going to be so mad. Listen, I'm friends with the jungle boy. I know that... Look, look this is... Do, do we think we should see less Jungle Boy and more Jack Perry? More Jungle Man is what you're asking for. I think it's so, going to be an yeah. evolution. Oh, that wasn't what is even happening? like a play, <laughs> but think about it. It's like if he's a Jungle Boy, maybe he's going to evolve into Jack Perry. You know, he's going to go from this like barbaric guy because maybe he needs a gimmick because he's younger now. But maybe mm-hmm. he'll just transition into This is great. His I, th- own. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I mean, we've already seen Luchasaurus tell us that doesn't he have like a master's degree like yeah yeah, these guys are you're way you're typecasting all these people man i'm telling you they don't all swing through vines come on like i could swear i saw a vignette where they literally were washing themselves (laughs) in the river (laughs) i'm gonna have to say fake news (laughs) to each their own uh i thought this was so so well done. Again, Jungle Boy looks like a star. He goes the distance with Jericho, the heavyweight champion of the world. And then Jericho <coughs> says, add five minutes. I love this. This is the best part. He says, add five minutes. Jungle Boy almost gets him twice, and then he walks away because he doesn't want to finish <laughs> the five minutes. Yeah. Just a great little bit there. Uh, but the, the fun part was after the match, Jericho re-ups on his offer to John Moxley. Last week, John Moxley, Jericho made an offer to John Moxley to join the inner circle. Now, I think it's a no-brainer. <laughs> John Moxley, join the inner circle, man. You get mansions, you got bubbly. It obviously makes sense. A John, bit of the bubbly. <laughs> it makes sense. John Moxley's going to join the inner circle, right? Anissa, this is all on you. No. 
I say no way. What what reasoning would John Moxley have to not join the inner circle? Because none of those guys in the inner circle can outbeat John Moxley. Be, he's his own guy. He's a lone wolf. That's like off brand for him. Wouldn't it be better <laughs> for him to have? <laughs> look, he can still beat people up and then go home to his mansion with bubbly. He has a mansion. He has his own <laughs> thing. That's the whole thing. It's like he has. <laughs> he has he's a lone wolf. He doesn't need a team. I think he's stronger on his own. I think John Moxley could sense that Jericho was doing this to prevent John Moxley from going after him. And you don't want those type of friends, man. If you're getting friends to avoid those them, are the only friends I have. <laughs> <laughs> this explains a lot. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> if you're getting those type of friends, then are they really friends? We've gone over this. You kind of turn into frenemies, and that's not something you want in your life. I'm just saying, if I was John Moxley and I was like, look, I could have bubbly, I could have proud and powerful watch my back, I could have Jake Hager watch my back. <laughs> but he doesn't and need just it. Just go beating people up and not worry about the politics and all the garbage out there. John Moxley, listen, <laughs> do yourself a favor, put on the shirt, join the inner circle. It's going to be a cool thing. You're going to love it. I don't think he's going to join. But. <laughs> It's a good pitch. But I did my best. Well, let's look. He, they have a surprise for him January 1st. Any ideas what the surprise is going to be? I feel that they're going to go to his house. His mansion? <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly feel that what the inner circle, they're probably not, he, Jericho is probably going to tweet him, DM him, call him. He won't answer. He won't answer. <laughs> And the inner circle is probably going to go to Vegas to his house and, like, do something. In one to car? His, to, no, no, no. Get him, boys. But here's, here's, here's what I think that could happen. And if anyone from it's AEW... It's like a small car <laughs> with a giant check. Wait, the man has to sit on his lap. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I have a really good story. I think this is what could happen. And if AEW creative, you're listening, this is what should happen. Since Jericho talked about Moxie's mom twice... Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. Moxley's mom could probably be at the house, probably, in, you know, invade the house, destroy whatever he has. Oh, my God. This, this is getting dark. We <laughs> rough up the mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Send a message. <laughs> well, yeah, pretty much send a message, and then, you know, Moxley just has to do what he always has to do. And then Chal- beat up his mom? No, not beat up the mom, but I'm just saying... Pretty much go back to his old ways back in 2009 and do deathmatch wrestling and just challenge him and do all these, you know. This is what sets him off. You know what? I'm yeah. down for this. Either either that happens or she's in her circle and that throws him off as well. Like she reveals her inner circle shirt. There's Maybe. a lot that could happen here. There's I, a lot, but I I honestly think. But he's already doing deathmatch. He doesn't need his mom to get beaten up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying that his mom should or should get beaten up. He's like, that's what not am I even okay. doing it for anymore? But I I think that. I, uh, but then also, I also think that Chris Jericho is gonna have every single from and every single person from the inner circle, like Russell uh, Moxley, every single week, and like this looks challenging. You know, like do it, mm-hmm. like challenge him. I mean, someone in the chat says Jericho invades the Moxley, Moxley <laughs> house, and Renee gets angry on Twitter. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be funny. Maybe that too. Oh, that would be nice, actually. I like this idea. Like, no one told us that this was going to happen, but we're all in, apparently. Whatever we're, it's going to be now, if it's not if that, it's will not. be a disappointment. <laughs> yeah, no, we really said everyone yeah, I think the only thing that would actually outplay that is if Moxie was just like, okay, I'll join the inner circle. And then they all, <laughs> that's the end of that? Really out of time. <laughs> that, and then he could just turn on them. And then they just go beat up Jungle Boy. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so that that but got Moxley a little... won't do the inner circle. He's too smart. But it it did start to look like it was going to get a little little uh, little dark there for a moment. And speaking of dark, there's a little TV show every Tuesday called AEW Dark. <laughs> Roger, tell us all about the hit YouTube show. All right, let's do this. I am barely hanging on. I'm coughing to the side, but I got this. We got this. Um, This week, we had Vicky Guerrero as a special commentator. Excuse me? Excuse you. (laughs) Like, it was great. Again, I've mentioned this before. I'm from El Paso, so I've met some of the Guerrero family myself, and so it's always a treat to see someone from the family on air. Um, And she's great. I mean, the second she came out, she got heat, like, immediately. I feel like I heard a pop, though. I didn't hear (laughs) a a pop. Well, there's always a pop, pop, but then there's a booze. I didn't hear it. (laughs) She gets, like, respect boost at this point. Yeah, yeah. she gets respect boost. That's a yeah. good point. Like how Kurt Angle gets a you suck <laughs> the you suck yeah. respect chance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was nice. We had a lot of wrestling this week. Actually, not much storyline development. Um, we had Private Party take on SCU. Good quality match, 10, 15 minutes. And, again, it led credence to SCU being the top tag team in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another tag team that they took off this week. Um, Machiko and Britt Baker went mm-hmm. against each other. Uh, Britt Baker was doing great. She, I think she was a number one ranked woman in the in the company mm. and then that was before the tonight yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that shortly Jeez. and then uh chris statlander uh had a fight against b uh p- ah, sorry b Priestley. Mm-hmm. and uh the main thing i got from that was that the nightmare collective was at ringside um mm-hmm. trying to rein her in as well so this is again we'll discuss that further but they they've tried I like their signs. They, were, they have signs, yeah. It, it, it reminded me of Raven's Flock and WCW when they used to, yes. Raven used to come and sit at ringside and collect people from ringside. What and, the? and they used to have signs as well. It was great. Shout out Scotty Riggs. Shout out Scotty Riggs. Yeah. I was more of a Kidman guy, but sure, we'll go with Scotty. <laughs> he had an eye patch. I like the eye patch. <laughs> and then the main event was a Hybrid 2 and uh, Pac, uh, Pac taking against uh, the best friends. Uh, we haven't seen Orange Cassidy wrestle that much, so this was a nice treat for us to check out some Orange Cassidy nobody's action. nobody's giving him orange juice to pump him up. The, the, that's why. Is that the secret? I yes, that's a secret. Love, love. I've so, seen it. Orange, orange Cassidy is one of these guys that people feel very strong about one way or the other. But I will say you cannot argue the reaction he got when he got tagged in. Yeah. The crowd blew it's hot. Up. And he was fun. I like Orange Cassidy. He's controversial and I get why. I mean, you're right. No one has figured out how to get them pumped up, so that's all it's we're missing. It's orange juice. <laughs> is, there, is there a particular type of orange? No pulp. Florida's I, natural. I, I, I've literally seen this at a show where he brought the orange juice out and it says no pulp, so wow. it twice. Listen, guys, when I say in the beginning of the show, she knows the people that you're going to know in five years. Yeah. I'm not joking. She saw him at a bar somewhere wrestling. I, yeah, twice. Twice. <laughs> Listen to this girl. She knows what she's talking about. And I know his real name, and I'm... If you... I know his real name. I'm disappointed. Well, don't go I know his astrological sign. <laughs> Orange Julius is his real name. Julius. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> My real name's Purple. <laughs> and so that's all I got for Dark, guys. Yeah, Dark, more and more, <laughs> they are integrating storylines and must-see stuff. Guys, if you're a fan of AEW, I strongly recommend checking out AEW Dark every Tuesday on YouTube. It's free. Why not? Again, if you like free YouTube shows, you're a fan of mine. Check them out. Uh, so, uh... We had a match uh, with Cody Rhodes, Darby Allen versus Butcher and the Blade. 
the bunny. You know it's the Mac militant. The soothing sounds of Teddy Long. The soothing music. sounds. I would buy that album in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, they uh, they had a match, and it was a, it was obviously it was a semi rematch from a week ago, where uh, Cody Rhodes, uh, Darby Allen came to Cody's aid and said, "If we win a tag match against these two, then we get to have a rematch of our time limit draw that happened earlier in the year." I feel like that kind of gave away the ending of this match. How did you guys feel about the match in general? I enjoyed the match, but for me, what is Darby Allen like? Darby Allen, what what is his goal? Yeah, what's his end goal for him to wrestle Cody Rhodes again? Is it for a title? Is it for respect? Is it for something? Because him wanting to wrestle Cody Rhodes has to come with. Uh, something yeah. come out of it. Something has come out of that, right? Or yeah. he just wants to wrestle him because he's fun to wrestle with. <laughs> I think if you're Darby Allen and, and Darby's, I think, under 25. I don't know off the top of my head exactly how old he is. Chat, let us know. Uh, but I know he's super young. At that point in your career, I think just the win over someone like Cody Rhodes has got to be something worth fighting for. Because a win over Cody Rhodes in AEW is an elusive feat to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's just for street cred. It's for brag and rights. I don't know. For street cred. Street cred. The main street cred. Go to the skate park after and let them know. How much street cred do you have? I'm taking it. Hey, man. I don't know. Crazier stuff has happened. I feel like Darby looks like he has more street cred than Cody He has more street cred for sure. Also, just want to mention SwitchFan94 said pulp is nasty in juice. So just want to finish off the juice conversation. Let's close that yeah. one out. <laughs> right. SwitchFan, that is a strong take. But I agree with you. I'm not a pulp fan. It feels weird Pulp's when you're gross. drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to change the conversation. I just <laughs> we discussed the real topic. Pulp or no pulp. Uh, I actually saw some people online complain that they felt like having Darby Allen and um, Cody, Ro- Cody take on or defeat uh, the Blade and the Butcher felt a bit... N- not like they were putting them down, but it felt like it made their tag team less strong. But I feel like... I mean, you have two main eventers here, so I, I think it's to be expected. I-, I think the Blade and the Butcher came in to do MJF's, uh, you know... Dirty work. Dirty work, exactly. So anyone expecting more than that, at this point, you're kind of deceiving yourself. I'm going to agree, though, with them, though. I thought... It was kind of a bad move in their second match to to tag a loss on them already. Because I think they look so legit and so good as a tag team. But I think AEW's smart enough. Storyline, I believe this will play out with MJF being none too happy. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, so you think this is going to be like an alliance eventually? Well, because MJF had said he paid off those two to go after Cody. How much did he pay? Because he didn't get his money's worth. Yeah. That's why I think that's what's going to happen is he's going to be angry and then he's going to go after Butcher and Blade and maybe Wardlow, MJF, Butcher, Blade are going to feud for a little bit while Cody finishes his thing up with Darby Allen. Do you think mm. Darby Allen is secretly under MJF 
and saying, all right, I'm going to fight Cody and then turn on Cody no. and be part of MJF Circle? That doesn't seem like Darby Sema. How many circles are there going to be? I feel like there's a lot of circles right now. <laughs> Well, there's a few squares, but if you run this, there's a lot of shapes. Everyone's (laughs) shaping up in their own ways, but it's a lot right now. We have a pentagon. Again, I'm all into shapes in this company. We have a lot. Yeah, we do. We have a (laughs) we do a pentagon. But but yeah, I think it's. I'm still in the wait and see mode with them. I really like this tag team. I really liked everyone involved. It was one of those uh, situations where you're watching a match like, ugh, I want both of them to win somehow. But. Overall, I was a big fan of the whole thing. Zeno Hour said Darby will be 23 in January. He's a baby. Nobody likes you when you're 23, guys. It's the truth. So, Zeno, thank you, Zeno Hour, by the way, for your research department tonight, Zeno. Thank you so much for being a part of that. We don't pay. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that perfect. Just want to make that clear. Just made that perfect. Unpaid internship. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I, we intern people with the dark order. Sorry, <laughs> but the, the the tag team division seems to be uh, popping along pretty well uh, because they also were going to add. It looks like they're going to add a team. Sean Spears was speaking with Tully Blanchard, and they were talking about gaining a tag team partner. Is is a tag team partner what Sean Spears needs right now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's. Let's all face it. We all really don't understand what he's doing lately. He's just bringing out a chair. He's a chairman long, of the company. How long is mm-hmm. that going to be used for? He only hit Cody once. He hasn't used that chair since. He's just sitting on it. <laughs> well, well, as you're supposed to do. I mean, but, I mean, stop sitting on your chair. <laughs> Come up with something else. I mean, I mean, I look at it as, okay, you hit Cody with the chair once and then all of a sudden you're now, you're not really using it as a weapon. That's a good point. You're just yeah. bringing it out. He's I feel a little like he, forgettable. He definitely flies under the radar for me. You're right, and that's why, like, he found his weapon, and he's like, you know what? This is my identity now. Like, any if he would have found another weapon, he's he using would've... the chair as a crutch. <laughs> that's puns. That's, puns for days. Right, right. That's why. That's why she's on camera, folks. <laughs> That is good. That is good. Uh, but yeah, who do, who do you think his tag team partner is going to be? Because I agree. I think right now he's one of those guys that checks all the boxes, but I, I've, I always felt there's just something missing from him. Who do you think his tag team partner should be? Homeboy needs like a woman to be his tag team because Homeboy is not winning those <laughs> we, matches. We need a woman in his life. Ooh. Yeah. But that's he's, not, he's, but married. Like, he's married. But they're not going to do the intergender no. thing, I don't think. But, <laughs> but who is... Uh, Switchfan94 said, how weird would it be if Joey Janela was Joey Janela is oh, who I was going to say. Uh, Switchfan. Uh, no pulp. Coming through. No pulp. Joey Janela. No pulp Switchfan. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I think they're going to become a, a, uh, a strange bedfellows tag team where they hate each other, but it works. Yeah. And I, th- I, I think yeah, Janela has got that, that personality, that, that charisma that's going to get them over, but then... Um, Sean Spears can be the sort of the, the technical wrestler that that brings it <laughs> home. I think the way to succeed in this company is to have friends. Maybe that's the way to succeed in life, right? Like that's <laughs> that was deep. That was, that was really beautiful. <laughs> Everyone that's by themselves ends up not succeeding in this company. Mm-hmm. But everyone that joins that except has John fr- Moxley. Yeah, excuse me. It's like prison. <laughs> <laughs> AEW prison you want to tell us something, Jack? 
Nope, nope. It's all the same. Every prison has a John Moxley, it so is he's kind the of exception. Prison, though. <laughs> the more you think about it, it's a bunch of crazy people <laughs> stuck together fighting all the time, uh, and when they get out of hand, it gets broken up. Uh, yeah, I think Janela Spears could be a magic tag team if they let it happen. Uh, something else that seems a little bit magic is. Of course, we mentioned the uh, Nightmare Collective. Awesome Kong came out, squashed uh, her opponent, and they made another quick pitch to Statlander, who Statlander won a really big match with Britt Baker to become the number one contender. Uh, We had a surprise Riho signing. That was pretty cool. How do you guys feel about the women's division right now? That came out of nowhere, I'm going to say. Like... Chris Atlander, I still don't know what species she is, but again, don't, don't get me started on her. She's a whole mess. Oh, she's oh. a mess. She has no like. Okay, I had to get explained that she was an alien because her alien brand just yeah. does not come across. Okay, when she did the little ET finger, like I kind of get it, and when Brandy Rhodes said, "I come in peace," but I should not have to listen that hard. I should just know your gimmick right away. I think it's hard to understand other species right off the bat. So I think that's what we're going through. Uh, I yeah. had no problem understanding Luchasaurus. Yeah, yeah, because you know about it's dinosaurs. Obvious. That's what I'm saying. Like they need to make her alien thing more obvious because she has like I think it's supposed to be like Avatar makeup, but it looks tribal. I, I don't know. <laughs> She's a mess. I'm weird, weird tangent. Has there ever been a space themed or alien themed wrestling gimmick that's actually worked? That's actually worked. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's working now. Aerostar in Lucha Underground had <laughs> it is not a semi. Decent run. Have we had? That's a good question. Anyone yeah, in the chat she, room? They need if, to you know. start her from scratch. Well, how many alien gimmicks <laughs> have there been, right? There's, uh, I guess, I mean, let's uh, there's, uh, Planet Max Stasiac, Moon. Max Moon, uh, Aerostar, I think. Stardust, if you want to count that. Stardust. Well, Stardust kind of worked out in the long run, right? Mm-hmm. Stardust was phenomenal. None of these people were like from another galaxy, though. I, I think that's yeah. I think that's the point. We we we're struggling to understand her, and so we're kind of villainizing her. But I think we should know that she comes in peace, and so we should kind of try to learn a bit from her. <laughs> uh, <we should> Whatever. <laughs> I don't like her. So, is she going to beat Riho? No. You don't well, think so? Well, well, I don't know. I, how, how do we know? I mean, Riho we, we is that my <laughs> yeah? That's what I'm like. Oh, no. I don't know what she's been up to. Well, she was there in in the crowd. Shocking. I think that is going to show. I think she's going to be on AEW Dark. Spoiler alert! Because I think that that's why she's there. Why would you have her in the crowd and not actually use her? But the story here, the big part of the story is that Brandy Rhodes tried once again to recruit her, and she did this number two. <laughs> the Matumbo. And she shook her finger. She denied her. Uh, Not to my house. No, no, no. Uh, Not today. And then she got attacked. Now, something about (laughs) AEW that I've heard complaints of is that they feel like the women's division isn't getting the time and credit it deserves with storylines. Have they fixed the women's division? Is this what we want to see? More storylines? More people used? More the ch- action. The chat thinks that Chris, external shockwave, thinks Chris is going to take the title off Riho. I think, so I, I think it feels like the company is really behind her. I just want to say, I feel like the WWE in the last year or two truly gave us like the most phenomenal women's division yes. of all time. Yes. So, oh. Of all time. Like, yes. seriously, I, I, there's no one better. 
And so I feel like it's going to be difficult for any company to get any talent that's better than that. And I think it's it's a bit unfair to categorize other women. It's just there are, these women were at another level. And so I think once we accept that, I think we can accept this women's division. I think that's a fantastic point, especially the NXT women's division, which, by the way, yeah, exactly. if you're not watching the NXT after show, make sure to tune into them. They're on right before us. If you haven't watched them yet, you can watch it right after us. That's the beauty of YouTube, folks. You can do it whenever you want. But <laughs> uh, great panel over there with Flobito, Emily May, and Punk Rock as well. Uh, so shout out to them. But yeah, I agree. I, f- I feel like they're making a lot of big moves in the yeah. women's division, and I love what they're doing. Whether you love her or hate Statlander, she's getting a storyline. The Nightmare <laughs> Collective is starting to do some big things. Riho's looking like she's going to be a player again. Britt Baker's still out there. Big swole's happening. Lots of good stuff, I think, to be excited about with the women's division. Potential. A lot, a lot of potential. Uh, speaking of potential, every week... Everyone on AEW Dynamite has the potential to be on reporting with from the runway, but not everyone gets picked. <laughs> Jessica O'Connor, let us know who is your fashion icon. I'm very cutthroat. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All right, guys. My I know I have to. I have to add in the extra bass every week. So my best dressed girl is obviously Chris Stalin. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, we have, of course, Britt Baker. Was that the best picture you could find? <laughs> okay, you guys have to understand. This is a very quick show. It's almost a live show. So my... It is a live show, I said don't laugh at my pictures, guys. It, we... It is very hard. You don't understand what I go through for for you guys. I have to find photos from the event that are. Old. They don't upload Instagram that fast. My point is, you know. Well, she she looks amazing. I whatever she. If you look at the detail in her boots. That we have some dental action going on. I would like to focus more on the first picture. If we could go back to that one, her hair. All right, enough. Knock it off. Her hair looked stunning. She had a little side swept braid. There was some gold in there. It was tough. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Guys, it's not that bad. Okay. <laughs> the point is she didn't win, but she looked amazing doing it. So, you know what? If you can look good like a little dead fish, then you can look good anywhere. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Apparently, this is the laughing matter. We have, well, SCU, but specifically <laughs> Scorpio Sky. You guys, hold it in. Um, it's the last episode of 2018. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm tearing up. <laughs> they said, poor Jess. Yeah, they feel bad. Okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Scorpio Sky and his pants. Um, yeah. Good looking pants. That's all I got. <laughs> I feel like at this point, the runway so is canceled. I'm so sorry. We're done. You know what? It's a wrap. 2019. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Credit to uh, SCU's pants, specifically Scorpio Skies. I had a theory about that. Since they were in a, a red and white scheme, I kind of uh, compared them to Santa Claus. And since the Young Bucks had, like, black and green with, like, little green fuzzy things, I thought that was a Grinch. So I think oh. that theory might have just, like, you know, have a feel-good type of thing. Have SCU go over because it's Christmas time. And, of course, yeah, someone had to be the Grinch, right? 
Someone has to be. I have two Grinches right here. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Every time I was about to get it together, I'd look over and I'd see it. And the picture never left. I'm so she sorry. She beautiful. The point <laughs> is, oh my goodness! I'm don't so let that sorry. laughter get to you, Britt Baker. Completely unfair. I'm so sorry, Jessica. And she did have a. Yeah, I'm so sorry. You didn't deserve that. Britt Baker had her flight delayed um, from Southwest, actually. So you know, she Go was in figure. a hurry today. And she still looks great. She still looks great. Uh, yeah. So thank you again for that. And Josh, <laughs> thanks for the. Thanks for bringing us back to center here. Uh, speaking of back to center, we. Kicked off the show with a tag team match playa. You know it's the Mac Militant. Coming to get it all. The Lucha Brothers take on Kenny Omega and the hangman Adam Page in a really fun match. Before we get too far into it, they had mentioned a little bit on the show that Hangman and Omega are part of the elite. Is the elite like a real team on Dynamite, or is that just some like like only in the uh we only see in the YouTube videos and things like that. Is that like? A, am I supposed to think of them as a real team on the show? How do I educate Jack on this, guys? <laughs> Take him to school, girl. Take him to school and girl. Lisa. <laughs> I mean, I know they're. I, I know who the elite are. I'm saying, as I'm watching the show, are they a sta- Are they a stable like the inner circle? Do they come out drinking bubbly together, or is it like just some? <laughs> Thing we kind of see in the back, like what I don't like. How am I supposed to take this team as a as a team? I, I get the question. I, I get. Like, I, I feel like like is it like the Click back in the WWF days? Like the Click wasn't an actual team on TV, but people knew who they were. Anissa's holding her tongue right now, so <laughs> let it, let her take it away. Um. Yeah, you're going to have to, like, really watch a lot of stuff on YouTube to really understand. <laughs> okay, but, that's, but, that's, but that's the point. No. Like, is it just a YouTube thing, or is it on Dynamite? I think the Elite was originally a group, and this group was so powerful that they made a company, and only the Elite wrestlers got signed. Right. So at this point, it's a little ambiguous. I would say everyone is Elite, including us. They started the Elite pretty much in Japan when they were right. a group of the Bullet Club. They put... They <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I know this part, but when I tune into AEW Dynamite, are they a stable? They're just a group of friends who call themselves the Elite. I think that's fair. I think they're a group of friends. That's. I don't know if I would call them a stable because even Cody came out a few weeks ago and said my friends are dealing with other things. So I don't think I don't think they're a true inner circle. Again, whatever shape you want to apply to this group of friends, but (laughs) but because there's more people, they're very rectangular. There was some people in the elite who are not in the elite anymore. And 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 there's some people like even um, um, because when you when you actually watch being the elite from maybe a a year late year, you see like in the beginning. Who's in it? The like, and the someone intro. like Hangman Page is kind of borderline. So I, I think right. it's more of a group of friends, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's see, that's what I was getting at. Is it? If is basically is that the issue? But so Lucha Brothers win, uh, and they also Miedo. Miedo. my boys, uh, the Lucha Bros. Never turn my back on these guys for a second. They got a big win, but the story of this match was. Page and uh, Omega shoving each other for a bit afterwards, looking like there's some dissension, but it all got broken up because Pac took Michael <coughs> Nakazawa to a room, and we don't know what happened inside. I'm assuming it was nefarious, but... They're playing checkers. <laughs> Having a picnic. <laughs> 
the, the suckers out there. Right. <laughs> Just catching up on each other's days. Right. <laughs> like, how are you, Michael? <laughs> When's uh, your next flight? Uh, so um, they go searching. They, they go. They go searching for what's going on. The Lucha Brothers continue the attack, but also the Lucha Brothers were picking fights with SCU and particularly uh, Christopher Daniels. What's going on with the Lucha Brothers? Are they trying to take everybody out? I don't know. The fact that they called Christopher Daniels CD was kind of funny to me. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) The Lucha Brothers are one of those teams that I feel like they want to do more, and it's nice, like, it's nights like this when you see that come out. And uh, we're, we're definitely we're running a little low on time, but I do want to ask, what do we think is going on with Hangman and Omega? Are they building up a little rivalry between them? Is Pat going to be involved? Are we going to see a three-way? Are we going to get that rubber match? Is Nakazawa going to be okay? What do you guys think with all that? I I'm feel all... like it's too soon to tell. Yeah, I'm always down for a three-way, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> I'm going to let that one hang for a second. Uh, so as we uh, as we wind down, it's time for the elite of the week. Elite of the week. Today, you guys, we've got the top five in the company, and we're starting number five, oh. John Moxley. He's number five. He wasn't even on the show, but he's such a strong force. He's still up near the top. It's number five. I think he's going to join That's the That's the circle. best picture you could find. <laughs> no, Are you serious? <laughs> he looks horrible there. I, I think it's fantastic. Uh, next up at number four, we have the Lucha Bros. They don't care if you're with SCU. They don't care if you're with the Elite. They're coming for you, and they're taking you out. They've been on a roll in singles and doubles. They are number four. Number three, coming to you live from another galaxy. It is Chris Statlander. She has, within the course of a few weeks, taken control of an otherwise messy women's division. She's coming for your Riho, and then she's going to take on Awesome Kong. <laughs> Number two, the Dark Order. These guys got their act together. They started making some cool videos. Started making some cool commercials, started recruiting, started growing, and now they are closing out AEW Dynamite. And number one, SCU! They defended the titles against a team that called themselves the best in the world. And guess what? If you come and chat with me, you're going to be number one on the Elite of the Week. Scorpio Sky, thank you so much for being on the show. You're going to be number one because you made a honest man out of me. But when I said, you're better than the Young Bucks, and you did it, I've told you before, I've never been wrong. Ladies and gentlemen... That was your Elite of the Week. Can I just say something real quick? I just realized by just looking at Chris Dadlatter, she kind of looks like the the girl from the Disney Channel movie from like a years back, the Xenon. Xenon. The, Xenon I knew it before girl. you even said it. Yep. That's, okay. I don't think that's an she alien. She wishes I think that's she could Xenon. be Xenon. I don't think that's an alien. <laughs> How do we classify Xenon? That's the question of the day. She is just a girl from another planet. She's a girl from the future. She's not like a... From the future? Oh, she's from the future. It's been a while. I'd have to brush up on my my Xenon. Could you please brush up on your Xenon? I'll work on that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So with that, it's it's our last episode of the year. Um, 
an amazing year. Lots of fun moments from AEW this year. And I thank you all for being a part of it with us. And thank you for having us uh, in your living rooms and second screens and iTunes and things. Uh, we're going to be back next year. But before we go, Roger, can you let everyone know where they can find you online? Yeah. Wait, and what was your favorite moment of the year? What? What? Okay. Well, okay. Um, AEW, awesome. That's my favorite time. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite right, moment I mean, of AEW this year? Uh, it's just AEW. Like the match. Co- yeah, yeah, coming to fruition. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes me happy. Yeah, being a part of it with all you guys. Duh. Hello, Jack. Well, we're going in order. What's yours? Uh, when John Moxley debuted because I was there. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that is a good one. That's yeah. good. You know, I, I, th- I think my favorite moment was I was a big fan of the Dusty Cody match. Good stuff. That was, I like that. That was when I felt like it really started. Josh Alonzo, what was your favorite part? It's got to be Orange Cassidy doing the Tope Suicida onto the Dark Order. Come on. No Come on. Come on. Okay, well, with that said, guys, let us know in the comments what your favorite moment of the year was. Uh, and until next time, Roger, let them know where they can find you. Find me on Twitter, uh, Roger underscore Corral uh, for 2019. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jessica O'Connor underscore on Twitter at J O'Connor with three and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all that stuff. And I'm Anissa Bar. You can follow me on all social media at Anissa Bar. I'll be at Bar Wrestling for New Year's Eve. Oh, and Josh in the booth. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-A-L-323. And you can find me at jackcfarmer.com as well as at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. You can also check me out on the Raw After Buzz show every Monday night. Also, I was on After 83 Weeks, so if you're a big fan of old school WCW and the Eric Bischoff show 83 Weeks, check out the After Show. I'm on it. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Anagaro, and me, Maria Meninos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 